0: Welcome to Puthill Christian American Canyons podcast we hope that this message encourages you and blesses you this past Christmas Eve we had a wonderful time at my mom and dad's house and give them a big hand again I love to honor them when they're in the house of God here with us coming from uh, Rutherford we went and joined them my brother my sisters and uh, my nieces nephews we all gathered there my family and we just had a great time and At the end of the day, if you were fortunate to be able to celebrate with family, count yourself blessed, because that's what it's all about, its celebrating with your family. And I'm fortunate enough to still have my parents who are in their, you know, they're in their late 80s, and and thank goodness, they're they're still going strong, and uh, I thank God for them every day, so uh, thank you, Mama and Papa, for being here today. Um, But we had a wonderful time. We had a wonderful time on Christmas yesterday with my wife's side of the family, and it was her brother and sister and uh, nieces, and we just had a great time. And again, family was the occasion, but we didn't forget the reason for the season is Jesus. Amen? And so today, we wrap up this December series that I've been on, which is on the gifts that, that the Lord gives us. I've spoken to you about peace about hope, about joy. Those are different and unique gifts that the Lord gives us in the middle of tribulation, in the middle of your trials. The Bible says you can have peace that passes all understanding. In the middle of a storm, and you can go like this, or people can look at you going, how how can you possibly have peace in the middle of what you're going through? Well, let me tell you, it's because we know we're plugged in to a higher source, amen? We're plugged in to the King of kings and Lord of lords who loves us. We are his children. And so as we wrap this up today, I just want to remind you, you know, this past month, maybe some of you, possibly, got distracted by everything that was going on. All the hustle and bustle, right? Everything that's going on, it doesn't matter who you are, what part of society or where you live at it just seems to be a busy time of the year always in December and we can easily get distracted and forget the point of Christmas we can get so caught up in well I got to go get this I got to go buy that and I got to go here I got to go there and we can easily forget the point of Christmas and and unfortunately what ends up happening is for some of us we can celebrate Christmas without really remembering the true meaning of Christmas, which is Jesus. Jesus, again, is the reason for the season. Some of you here were baking. We're baking left and right. All you bakers, raise your hand right now. Who's the bakers? Come on. I want to know who you are because I want to talk to you after service. (laughs) But there's some of you that were baking, some of you that were wrapping gifts and buying gifts for everybody that you knew. Some of you were, were just keeping busy throughout this season but at the end of the day there could be a vast emptiness here in your heart and in your soul because we get caught up doing things but not the important things amen and December again it's a stressful month we've got gift giving we've got to maybe possibly you're getting together with those family members that you know you're really not looking forward to getting to okay I'm just being honest and that's the way it is sometimes. And so it's a stressful month. Our credit cards will get maxed out, possibly, which brings stress. There's, a, there's no proper meaning for Christmas when all that stuff is going on. But today, again, I want to remind you as believers, you and I, we have Christmas, which is a time to celebrate and rejoice that Jesus has come into this world. Can I get an amen? Amen. Jesus has come into this world in the form of an infant and a baby that would bring you and I salvation. He was known as the God man. He was man, yet he was God. He hungered, he thirsted, yet he walked on water and performed miracles. The Bible says he was at the very beginning. John 1 -1 says he was in the beginning. He was with the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. Amen? Uh, So We know He was the God-man. And today I want to remind you again that our Heavenly Father has given each of you a very special gift. And that special gift is Jesus Christ. Today's sermon is titled, Your Special Gift. And I want to ask you to turn, if you have your Bibles or maybe you have a phone with the Bible app on there, turn to Luke chapter 2. Do we have that on the screen? Look at that. I think we have that on the screen. Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 21 and I just want to read these or uh, verses 8 through 20. And I want to read through these verses starting at verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, "Do not be afraid. Let me just say that again. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And I want to repeat that again. It will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Amen. So much going on there, but I could just picture this scene. An angel of the Lord appears right there. First thing he says, do not fear. Other versions say, do not fear. Do not be afraid. And oftentimes in our life, there's situations where we tend to fear over something that God wants to give you, something that possibly God wants to do for you. Uh, Let me just remind you real quick for those that have been in a fearful mode this year, the last year and a half. Fear, F-E-A-R, false expectations appearing real. We make things up in our mind that don't even exist sometimes. Can I get an amen? Sometimes we worry so much and that never pans out. So again, the angel of the Lord showed up to remind them, hey, look, do not fear. This is of the Lord right here. And then in addition to that, all of a sudden a heavenly host, other angels appeared. And we're in the presence of those shepherds. And they were telling these shepherds about this gift to the world, to mankind. I just, oh, how I wish I could have seen that. It just just gives me uh, the heebie-jeebies just to think about that, right? Um, I got to share something with you. Look at this. I got a gift. And it's just for me. Let me open this up. And I want to share with you something None of you know what this is except for my mom and dad, made me my brother Ruben. But my mom made this for me and gave this to me when I was 11 years old. That was a gift. It's a bag. And what it is is you're all going, well, what, what, what's up with that gift? Because you can't buy material like that anymore. That's a classic right there. This was made over 50 years ago. And, yeah, I'm that old. So when I was 11... I was in middle school, just starting in middle school. We had little lockers. And we weren't, you know, we didn't, my parents worked hard. And, and we didn't have everything that lots of kids have today in this age. So my mom sewed this up because we didn't have a Nike bag. Actually, Nike wasn't even invented yet. We didn't have a, an Adidas bag. This is for my gym clothes. This is for my PE shorts, my t-shirt at middle school. And my tennis shoes, I would throw them all in here. And then we'd shove them in a little locker. And she gave me this bag to keep it in there. And by the end of the week, it would smell pretty ripe. But I have this gift. This is a nice gift that she gave both my brother and I um, back in middle school. And so I've still held on to it. I've never used it since middle school, but uh, I've held on to that. Uh, Give my mom a big hand because she was always sewing and crocheting and all these wonderful things, um, took care of us. And that was my special gift back then. But over 2,000 years ago, Jesus was born as a special gift for you and I. Over 2,000 years ago. Even if you had been the only person in this world, I truly believe this, he still would have come into this world to die on a cross for you. That's how much he loves you. And I want you to understand that. It's the most significant event in human history, the birth of Jesus. It's why it's still celebrated today over 2,000 years later. It's the greatest gift given to mankind. It is your special gift. And the question today I would ask you at this time is, with the gifts you opened up yesterday, did you stop to reflect on the gift of Jesus Christ in your life? At some point yesterday as you're opening gifts, maybe early in the morning, maybe you did it on Christmas Eve like my family has this tradition on Christmas Eve, but did you reflect on Jesus Christ, on the meaning of this season? Well, I want to talk to you for the next few moments briefly on the reason for Christmas and the first one that I want to mention is the first reason for Christmas is to rejoice at the birth of Jesus Christ. You see, the shepherds rejoiced when they heard the angel and the news that was given to them. First of all, we rejoice at Christmas because he loved us. God first loved us. Uh, I didn't come into Christianity. I wasn't born into church like some of you may have been. I came into this later in my 20s. And at first, I didn't want to have nothing to do with those crazy people, those crazy believers, those crazy Christians. Uh, That was for other people, right? That was for those people. And then later I found myself at a point where I needed this. I I, I was starting to ask all those questions. Lord, are you really real? Are you really out there? I've never experienced you. I've never had what's called a a relationship with you. And, And it just so happened that year I got the answers. People started coming to my door and I've shared with you the story how I got saved. And God loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. That's what he wants to do. That's why he was born into this world in the form of a man, so that you and him could develop this relationship. Amen? Psalms 139, verses 13 through 14, and this is the New Living Translation, but listen to these words. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Think about that. He knew you in your mother's womb before you even popped out, before you even came into this world. He knew you. He knit you, put you together. Verse 14, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. The Lord loved you and knit you uniquely. There is not another person like you in this world. There may be some siblings here that resemble each other. There may be some people that, oh, I can tell that's your mom, that's your dad. Those are your brothers. Those are your sisters. But there is not another one just like you. You are the only person like you in this world with your personality. You know, there's nobody else with your fingerprints in this world, they say. God created you uniquely. That's just amazing to me that we are so unique. Amen. John 17 and verse 3, the Gospel of John in chapter 17 and verse 3 tells us this. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. God, again, at the end of the day, wants to have a relationship with each of you. He wants you to know him. He loves us even when we don't deserve it. When we first came to Christ, we didn't deserve it. We're lost and probably doing all the things that we shouldn't be doing, and yet he chose to forgive us. He chose to say, here, let me open that door. I see your heart. I see where your heart's at. Let me open that door so that I can have fellowship with you, that I can develop a relationship with you. See, the wonderful news is God's love is based on who he is, not on your actions. Amen. Is the heater on auto? I just want to make sure it's on auto, not on fan, because I don't feel it kicking on. He loves us even when we do not deserve it. God's love, and how many are thankful for this, that it's not based on our actions, but it's based on him, on his love for us. If it was based on our actions, he'd probably just go right past us, and that's the truth. He'd probably walk right past us. The next thing is we rejoice at Christmas because God is always with us. In the book of Matthew, in the gospel of Matthew in chapter 1, the scripture tells us that you shall name him Emmanuel. And the Bible says Emmanuel means God with us. Everybody say God with us. He is with you. He's with you when you're by yourself, when you're lonely, when you shed those tears, When he sees you struggling, he's with you. You're not by yourself. When you go through a death, a divorce, which are pretty similar, God is with you. You do not walk alone. Can I just remind you of that today? Emmanuel, God with us. God will never abandon you. And that's the wonderful news of why he came to this world. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That's just great news. Remember this, uh, the Lord said in the book of Genesis, it is not good for man or woman to be alone, and he created him a helpmate, right, we, Eve, the story of Adam and Eve, and that still rings true to this day, it is not good for man to be alone. See, God wants to bring you comfort in relationship with each other, and ultimately with him. He doesn't want you to live this life alone. There are no lone ranger Christians in this world, have you figured that out yet? You can try, but it doesn't work. It really doesn't work. God wants you to be in relationship. And I would just encourage you, if you've been lonely this Christmas season, turn to Jesus and his family. And you will begin to experience the relationship that you so need. Amen. So we rejoice at the birth of Jesus. And that leads me to my second point, which is the second reason for Christmas is redemption. Without Jesus Christ, none of us could ever have a saving relationship with him. We would never know what that means. Redeemed from what is the question. Why, why do I need to be redeemed? What, what did I, how did I mess up? And that was one of the first questions I, you know, I, I thought of when I first became a believer. Am I that bad? And yeah, if I, when I began to read the word, and the word says, yeah, all have sinned. The wages of sin is death and so forth, I began to realize, okay, I'm not perfect, and I knew that already, and even in church today, none of you here are perfect. Can I get an amen? I love you all, but you're not perfect. Jesus is the only perfect one. So we, we need to be redeemed, and that's why he came as a Savior. He was born into this world to be our Savior, and God came into this world, to save us, save us, to rescue us, to deliver us, to set us free, to release us. Because prior to that, what you and I now know is we were in bondage. We couldn't worship the King of Kings if somebody had paid us to when we were living in sin. Because it just wasn't part of our DNA. It's now part of our spiritual DNA. Amen? Now it just comes so natural to come to the house of God Who comes to the house of God on on a cold Sunday at 2 o'clock? You do, because you love the Lord, amen? Some of you drive from distances. We got them coming from Marin County, Vacaville, Rutherford, um, and many places, Rio Vista and, uh, and, and beyond. So I'm just so thankful for that. Redemption means we are rescued from our sins. Thank God that we're rescued He rescued you from your sin, from your wrongdoings, from confusion in life, from guilt, from shame, from bitterness, resentment, anxiety, fear, depression. I mean, the list goes on what he has saved us from. It doesn't mean that you and I won't battle those things in the future as believers, but what it means is now we have a Savior that can walk with us when those things come at us. Amen? I'm so thankful for a Savior that says, I've got this. Do not fear. I've got this. Jesus came to set you free from all of that, to set you free from sin. But here's here's the honest truth. If the truth be told, we're our own worst enemy. It's not the the guilt, the shame. We're our own worst enemy. This past week, some of you said, I'm not going to have any of that chocolate cake. I'm not going to have seconds. And you ended up having thirds. We're our own worst enemy we cause the majority of our problems. And it's not just food. It could be financial. It could be relational. We're to blame for the majority of our problems. And if you think about it, you'll agree with me on that, I'm pretty sure. Because we've all messed up. So again, Jesus came to redeem us of that, to give us a hope and a future, amen? How many are thankful for that today, amen? Redemption comes from relationship with Jesus. And I'm so thankful for redemption. The third reason is, the third reason for Christmas is reconciliation. So there's redemption, then there's reconciliation. So what is reconciliation? It's when a relationship is restored. Reconciliation brings peace, hope, joy, the things I was talking about in the previous weeks. Peace is what Jesus came to bring Peace in your heart, then in your families. Peace in your families, then in your communities. Peace in your communities, then in your nations and in the world. We so desperately need peace in this world. Everywhere, there's just this going on. There's, there's crime, there's, I mean, there's arguments. You don't dare get mad on the freeway anymore or do anything because of the threat of people having guns out there. I mean, it's just the crazy world we live in. People need peace. They desperately need this Jesus that we serve. But Jesus gives us that peace. Jesus gives us peace with God. He reconciles that relationship. Jesus also gives us the peace of God. I mentioned it. The peace that passes all understanding. People will look at you and say, How can you have peace in the middle of what's going on? How can you have that peace? Because they don't understand it. They have yet to develop this relationship with Jesus Christ, this one-on-one relationship. See, it's not about going just to church. Church doesn't save you. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? And when we have that, Jesus gives us the peace of God. The peace of God comes to us when we make peace with God. Stress goes down, peace goes up. When you have stress, you have no peace. I can promise you that you don't get upset as much. You don't get as angry as much when you have peace. But when you are filled with stress and you don't have peace, everything just begins to tick you off, right? Even the program on TV, you start yelling back at that TV and and, and on and on and on. I I want to share a story. Years ago, and I've shared this story before, but um, talking about being upset and angry, I had first become a believer in my 20s and I remember making friends with this family in the church, and they were down and out. They were really hurting. I went to their house one time, and um, all he had, he had three kids, husband wife, three kids, and they had a half a gallon of milk in the refrigerator. That's all he had. And he was telling me this sob story. And so I took him to the grocery store. I bought him a shopping cart full of groceries, filled up his refrigerator, and then he was very thankful for that. But then I ended up loaning him because he asked for $1,000. And at that time, and it still is, a lot of money. So I loaned this individual $1,000. How many know where I'm going with this already? You've all done this, right? I'm not the only one, right? So I loaned him $1,000. He said, in six months, I'll pay you all the money back. Did you hear me? He said, in six months, I'll pay you all the money back. So the first month, He made a a payment and great. And I would see him at church. And then the second month took him a little bit longer, you know, than a monthly payment, but he paid me and we're still on track. And then the third month came, and the fourth month came, and the fifth month came, and the sixth month came. And all during this time, uh, I'm on this side of the church and I see the individual. I go, there goes my money. Every time I would see him, I was starting to get bitter and angry towards this individual because he wasn't even coming up to me saying, "Hey, can you can you give me a break? Can you nothing? He was just ignoring me, walking the other way. Every time I would come this way, he'd walk the other way, and, and all I kept thinking was, "There goes my money. Not even his name. Like, there goes my eight hundred bucks right there." And then finally, I was getting to the point where it was just consuming me. And it's not a lot of money. At the end of the day, it's not. The Lord told me, and I was praying about this, and he said, you need to just let that debt go because it's consuming you. And that's not easy to do, right? It's not easy to do, but i that was through prayer. And so I said, okay, Lord, you really want me to just let that go? He goes, yeah, I want you to go up to him and just tell him, I forgive you that debt. The rest is yours. You don't have to pay me back. And so one day in church, I cornered him. I I followed him, and and I got him to a corner. And I told him, hey, listen, you know that money you owe me? And he's like, yeah, like, you know, basically almost sobbing. And I said, forget it. You don't have to pay me. I said, God's told me to release you of that. And I forgive you of that. Just use that as a blessing to your family. And from that moment on, I never thought about it again. God released me of that. That bitterness that and it was turning into anger. That's what bitterness does. It turns into anger. And the Bible says when we anger, we sin. And I didn't want to continue living in that condition, so I let it go and God cleansed my spirit of that. God cleansed my soul of that. So now if you ask me for a thousand dollars, I just don't give it out anymore. I'm just kidding. I learned my lesson in that. I learned my lesson. And and that was a valuable lesson that the Lord taught me. But I made peace with him, and I made peace with God. That was the important thing I got out of that. And you and I can begin making peace with others as we develop this relationship. As I close today, if I could have Bianca come up. I want you to realize that this Christmas... You can rejoice because God loves you. Amen? God is with you and God is for you. He's for you, not against you. You can experience this redemption that I'm talking about because Jesus was born into this world, born in the manger, as we know the story. He came into this world to die on a cross. That was his one and only mission, to die on a cross for you and I. He saved us from our sin by His grace for a purpose so that you and I can have relationship with Him. And today, whether I'm speaking to those here presently, physically, or those watching later online on YouTube, you can have peace with God, the peace of God and peace with others through Jesus Christ. God can reconcile you with one another and with Him. You see, reconciliation is a gift. Reconciliation with God is the best gift you'll ever receive. You see, if I were to give you a Christmas present, but you never opened it, it's like if you had never received it. Sometimes we we look at gifts, but we never open them. And God is the same way. He's offered you this gift of redemption, reconciliation with Him. But we have to receive it. That means we have to open our heart. We have to open our spirit to Him. We can't just say, yeah, Lord, I'm going to put it over here in this corner. And uh, once a year, I'll hit you up. I'll show up at the Christmas service and I'll be there. It doesn't work that way. Jesus is your special gift from our Heavenly Father. Let's make sure to receive that gift. If I'm talking to you online... Talk to somebody here, possibly. Let's make sure to receive that gift if you haven't already. God so much wants to give you that gift. As we close this year, stand with me right now as we close, but as we close this year here at church and this last week of 2021, unbelievable as that sounds, we're closing December 2021, entering 2022. Star Stardate 2022, that's what it sounds like to me because it's, it's gone by so fast. How many would agree with me on that? It's just incredible. But as we close this year, let's continue to look forward to the new year by keeping the gift of Jesus Christ right here in your heart where it belongs, by keeping them close. It doesn't have to be December 25th. Just realize what Jesus did, what, how he came into this world. Celebrate them in February, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. You don't need to wait till December 25th. Keep them here close to you. And others will begin to see the difference in your life and begin to see there's something different about you. What do you have? Well, I'll tell you it's a relationship with Christ, it's reconciliation with Christ. Let's bow our heads. One more time as we close today. Oh, Father, we love you and we thank you. We thank you for this gift that you gave us in your son, Jesus Christ, sending him into this world to die for us. John 3.16 tells us that God gave his only begotten son. And Lord, we're so forever thankful for that son coming into the world, born in a manger born a baby an infant and growing up to die on a cross ultimately for everyone here for our children our grandchildren our great-grandchildren and so forth lord we thank you today that we know you now i pray for those that are still struggling with that relationship maybe you don't have that relationship maybe you haven't experienced that peace maybe this year was void of jesus This December was void of him. I would just encourage you to seek him right now. Seek him wherever you're at, here in this place today. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We put you first in our life. We make you number one, Lord. And everything else will follow below that. And what I've learned in my life is that when I do that, blessings flow That relationship with you just flows and it grows and it flourishes it prospers because I put you number one my relationships here my horizontal relationships are blessed when I put you number one Lord so father today we thank you for sending your son into this world to give us everlasting life to give us redemption reconciliation from above Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. We receive that today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Do me one last favor. I pray this blessing over every one of you today. We're going to pray for uh, this blessing. We're going to pray for our food also that we're going to enjoy. Welcome you today. Even if you didn't bring anything, stick around. We're going to have food for everyone to enjoy today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we also ask you, may you bless this food that we're about to enjoy in the next room over. Father God, thank you for the hands that made this food. And we pray your peace, your joy, fellowship would be with us today, Lord. And Lord... We remember today, Jesus is the reason for the season. And thank you so much for that wonderful gift. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.